Welcome to Real Talk with Megan Luscombe. I'm Megan, and I'll be your coach for the duration of this podcast. We're going to be diving into topics surrounding life, love, and the spaces in between. If you don't like swearing, I suggest you stop listening now because some of my podcasts do drop a few F-bombs. I specialize in no bullshit commentary and real talk that aims to help you be your best you or have your best relationship. So settle in, grab a coffee, and let's step into today's episode. Alrighty, hello, and thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Real Talk with Megan Luscombe. As always, I would absolutely love for you to share this podcast with friends and family on social so I can reach as many people possible. And if you do share, please remember to tag me in so I can say a quick hello to you and we can have a moment of connection. Alrighty, today's topic on rebuilding a relationship after an affair is real, it is raw, and it may get confronting for you. Working as a relationship coach means I talk about infidelity a lot. I see a lot of couples go through the experience of affairs and it's because of this that I want to do a podcast on it. Now, some of you listening may have been cheated on and I'm in no shape, way or form discounting your experience. I am very sorry this has happened to you. I'm also not here to say that affairs aren't a big deal because they are a big deal. They are a huge deal. What I am here to say is that if you have had an affair, you can rebuild and repair your relationship if you choose. Now, I might might say something in this podcast that challenges you. It might challenge your thoughts. It might challenge your assumptions. It might challenge your conceptions and things that you believe or have believed when it comes to affairs, and that is completely okay. What I would encourage you to do in moments like this is to listen and to reflect on my words. As you all know, my podcasts aren't about judgment. They're about opening up real conversations about topics surrounding life and relationships. And this is just one of those topics. I have no judgment for people who have had an affair. And I have no judgments for those who have stayed with their partners after an affair. I have no judgments for those who have considered an affair. Basically, I have no judgments. I can't work in this role if I had judgments. And I have no judgments when it comes to affairs and things like that because I know how complex relationships are and I understand that it's not always black and white. I understand that sometimes couples lose their way and instead of doing the work to reconnect, they look outside of their relationship to search for what it is they're missing. Nobody taught them how to reconnect. Nobody made them feel comfortable in being honest about their feelings in the relationship and nobody made them feel like they could open up. And I know these things because I've seen it in countless couples. Don't get me wrong. Some people cheat because they're assholes and they have no actual respect for their partners. But on the other hand, there are some people who have had affairs for other reasons. These affairs started off as small breakdowns in communication in the relationship, so on and so forth, feelings being lost, and the relationship started coming apart. So as the affairs intensified, it leads to this massive distance between the couple. For a lot of couples, instead of being proactive in addressing the concerns, perhaps with the assistance of a coach or a counsellor or a therapist, these individuals continue to look outside of their relationship to someone else because that somebody else is providing them that momentary relief or feeling or validation or lust, excitement, passion, whatever that they were searching for. So these feelings, like I just said, they can be things such as searching for connection, searching for feelings to being wanted, searching for feelings such as excitement and the anticipation of lust and so on and so forth. And let me reiterate it again. I'm not here to judge when it comes to this topic and I hope you're not either because 
Judgment doesn't reflect badly on the person you're judging. It reflects badly on you. Having said all of that, I am here to say that couples who choose to and want to can rebuild a relationship after an affair should they both put in the effort to. They can successfully rebuild their relationship if there is consistent effort on both parts. Trust can be re-established over time and the two people in the relationship can go on to creating a new, happy, harmonious and loving relationship. It just takes time. It takes time, effort and two people not giving up on the relationship and each other. And it also takes two people as individuals who are also willing to do their own personal work. It can be really confronting, it can be really challenging, and it can be really hard, but I've seen it done many times. And the reason I think I've seen it done successfully is because I've allowed couples to speak openly without judgment. The issue is many couples who are experiencing an affair or going through an affair or who have gone through an affair, they don't talk about it. And they don't talk about it in fear of judgment. And I'm really grateful to have created a safe space that with my sessions. And I know other therapists who have done the same. Um, Ether Farrell is one of them. And if you don't know who she is, you should definitely check her out. She's absolutely amazing. And I would 100% you listen to her podcast series, um, which is on Spotify and um, iTunes and everything else. But before I delve into the few steps of rebuilding, I want to briefly touch on the once a cheater, always a cheater rule that you may have heard going around the traps. Um, And I wanted to touch on it because it isn't factual. It is not factual at all. If someone has cheated once, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will again because it doesn't take into consideration any personal growth or personal changes that the person may make. So I want you to keep that in mind. Sure, like I said, there are fucking jerks out there who will always cheat, but that's not because of you. That's because of them. Okay, let's get into these steps you can take to rebuild your relationship after an affair. If you're listening to this and want a session, please remember I do in-person and Skype FaceTime and there is zero judgment. And please also remember there are loads of other relationship counsellors and therapists out there who do want to help you and who can help you. Um, I always say that podcasts, they're great and it's really great that you're listening to them and they can be helpful, but they're not to be used as a substitute for actually getting help from somebody who can help you. Alrighty. Now, I'm about to start with the steps, but first off, what I want to do is say, alongside all of these steps that I do recommend, um, I do want to really re-emphasize that get somebody outside of your relationship to help you with the work, therapist, counselor, coach, whatever, because Sometimes, and uh, on most occasions actually, it's too hard for the couple to navigate alone. So having a third person who is unbiased can really help facilitate this, especially for those wanting to rebuild so you're able to be back in a place where the relationship is moving forward. However, these steps that I'm going to go through are a pretty good place to start. So obviously the topic we're talking about is rebuilding your relationship after an affair. And these are 10 steps that I would love to give you and put into your mind if you are currently in this situation. But like I said, this podcast isn't to be used as a substitute for working with a counselor, coach or therapist. Alrighty, step one, you need to maintain honesty and transparency. This is crucial. Obviously, affairs lead to a lack of trust. There is an absolute disparity when it comes to you trusting another person. So if you want to rebuild the relationship, honesty and transparency has to be key. Transparency in every sense of the word. What's going on? Where are you going? 
um, passwords, phones, um, when it comes to the things that you're doing or the things that they're doing. If you were the person that has had the affair, it is your job to be completely transparent and honest. If you were the person who has been cheated on, it is your job to be transparent with how you're feeling and honest with how you're feeling. It can be really, really, really easy for couples in this stage when they're going, oh, maybe we are going to rebuild, to get quite angry and get quite annoyed with each other and to become quite um, yelly and they argue a lot instead of talking. So this is why it is really important to um, work with a third person. Somebody can facilitate those conversations. But step one is you've got to maintain that honesty and transparency. The person who has had the affair, you've got to be honest. You've got to be transparent if you are wanting to rebuild. Step two, you need to take accountability and ownership. The person who has had the affair must take accountability. They must take ownership on everything that they have done, everything that has occurred. But it is also important for the person who has been cheated on to also take accountability and ownership if they have had some part to play in this affair occurring. Now, I say that because a lot of the time we focus on the person who has had the affair, the person who is cheated, and then we neglect the person who is also in the, the other person in the relationship who may have pulled away in the relationship, may have started not showing up in the relationship, and may have just sort of changed who they were in the relationship. So, there was a disparity between the two. Now, it takes two people for a relationship to go astray. It takes two people for a relationship, and I'm saying in most circumstances, I'm not saying in all of them, for a relationship to fall apart. So because somebody is cheated, we can't necessarily always put them as the bad guy. And it's really important we don't put anybody as the bad guy because it's just two hurt people trying to rebuild, trying to find each other again. So this is why it's really important that both people can take accountability for their parts in the relationship and where the relationship's at, how it's gotten here, and how we are going to move forward from it. Without accountability and ownership on the person who has committed the affair, there is no possibility of moving forward. But also, without any ownership and accountability on the person who was in the relationship and maybe sort of contributed to the person, you know, looking outside, it can't move forward either. Now, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is not about me making it seem as if affairs are fine and they're dandy and, you know, nobody's to blame when it comes to them. And if you're listening to this and you have been cheated on and you're thinking to yourself, gee, Megan, you're making it sound like there's no bad guy, the point that I'm trying to make is that it is really, really important for two people to be able to take ownership when it comes to these situations in life. Affairs are terrible. They are very hurtful. And I'm not saying go and have affairs. What I am saying is they happen because two people stopped communicating and working, right? And without two people taking accountability of that, in some shape or form, there is not really an option for two people to move forward. Obviously, I'm not saying that in a relationship you can get angry with your partner for not doing something so it drives you into the arms of someone else. I'm not condoning that. But I'm just saying relationship breakdowns happen and people do things that maybe they didn't intend to do or think that they would do. But when they do them, they have to take accountability and ownership and that is step two. Step three, establish boundaries and if required for some couples, some time apart. This, oh my gosh, has to happen. Boundaries need to be implemented straight away. So boundaries are the things that you need in order for 
you to be able to start regaining the trust or boundaries when it comes to the personal space you need so you can heal and grieve and the time apart if necessary is really important to put in place because when we are rebuilding a relationship after an affair we have two people hurting in different ways and when two people are hurting it's hard for them to work together as a team so if we have a time apart where two people are able to then focus on themselves, they're able to focus on the things that they need to do in order to move forward, we are able to process things and we are able to use that time apart in a positive way. And it can be really, really easy for a couple to fall into the pattern of, um, I want to make it all better, I'm sorry I did it, and go into smothering mode. That's not what we want. We want to really be able to allow two people to process what's happened, to be able to move forward together and to establish these new boundaries and healthy boundaries together. And time apart can really help that. It's not something that every couple needs to do or may want to do, but it definitely is a great option for people who need a bit of space. Um, They need space to get their thoughts together so they can be proactive in their thoughts instead of reactive when it comes to arguments and things like that. So that's a really, really, really key area for some people that they may want to take into consideration. Step four, avoid easy forgiveness. Now this applies to the person who has been cheated on. And I say this because easy forgiveness is when we don't value ourselves enough and we just sweep it under the rug and we go, don't worry about it. I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. You know, we sort of stop saying yes to ourselves and we um, give this another person excuses and we just easily forgive them maybe because we've got a family, maybe because we work together, maybe because we're scared of being alone and things like this. But we don't want this to happen. Obviously, we want, you know, if, if you want to forgive them, ultimately, that's absolutely up to you. But we don't want you to do it out of a place of being scared of being alone. Um, we don't want you to accept a very minimal apology instead of allowing yourself to grieve the whole process. Like if you have been cheated on, you need to grieve this. Um, you need to be able to process this and move forward from it because something has happened to you, you know, in a relationship, your trust has been betrayed and it's really important that you avoid this easy forgiveness because that discards your emotions. So that's something that I just wanted to mention as a step four. Step five goes sort of back to my step two and that's sharing the responsibility. So sharing the responsibility is what got your relationship to where it was? What weren't you doing that you needed to do, both of you? When did you both stop showing up for each other? And talking about the things that caused the demise of the relationship. So it's important that you're able to be transparent in these conversations and say what each of you did in order to get you where you were. So like I said, this comes back to the taking accountability and ownership. However, this part is really about an equality of responsibility and how both of you got there and how you're both going to share that responsibility. Um, Step six, set rules and relationship standards. Now, I think every couple should have relationship rules and relationship standards to things that they will accept versus what they won't, things that they want versus things that they don't want. Um, and just sort of the framework of where the relationship is going to go and how the relationship is going to proceed. I know this may sound stale, it might might sound boring, but in order for long-term love to succeed, there really needs to be sort of a relationship blueprint, something that you're following um, that ensures you know what you're working towards together to make something succeed and to make your relationship successful. 
when we set rules and relationship standards, we have a framework to work with. And if you are rebuilding after an affair, it is so important that you have this. What are the rules of the relationship now? And these rules may change as time goes on. Maybe for the first six months, you know, you want to um, know the people that the person is hanging out with because you need to rebuild that trust. Or, you know, maybe for the first few weeks, you want access to the um, you want access to their phone. You don't want to pick it up and use it, but you want to know the passwords in case you would like um, some reassurance. Um, obviously, you don't want to be going into controlling behaviours and making your anxieties worse, but it is really important that you set some rules and the relationship standards. So, you know, what things will you tolerate versus what you won't? What things do you want versus what you don't want? It's really, really important that this blueprint exists and it's really important that both people are taking it really seriously. And this also is something that can be done with a therapist, a counsellor, a coach, um, so you can sit down and really navigate it, nut it all out and work out what it is you want and the rules and standards that are going to be in place in your relationship moving forward. Uh, Step seven, super important this one. Actually, all of them are important. I need to stop saying this one's super important. They are all important. Uh, step seven is set relationship intimacy standards. Now, it can be quite easy to want to fall back into reassuring patterns, especially if you're someone who uses physical touch as a way to reassure yourself that you are wanted and loved. It may be quite it might be easy for you to fall back into having sex straight away or being intimate in the way of holding hands and kissing and things like that. It's really important. This comes back to the um, boundaries that we talked about earlier. It's This is where you need to set intimacy standards in a what you are ready for, what you are willing to participate in together versus what you aren't. You may be happy to spend time together watching a movie on a couch, but you may not want to be holding hands. You may be happy to have dinner together, but you don't want to kiss. You may be happy to kiss, but you don't want to have sex because you're not ready. It's really important that you set these standards and you both are absolutely unequivocally on the same page when it comes to where you're both at. This can obviously change as time goes on and as conversations happen and as things start becoming more solidified and trust starts being re-entered into the relationship and things like that. But at the start, when you're just starting to rebuild, it's really important that you set relationship intimacy standards because then you're on the same page. There is nobody who can get their feelings hurt. There is nobody that is going to, um, you know, be going for um, uninvited or unwanted touch. Um, and things like that. So it's really important that you set those standards. Step eight, ignore other people's judgments and preconceived ideas. This is crucial. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has an opinion when it comes to affairs, when it comes to relationships, which is why I think it is so important we all practice no judgment. If we are not in the relationship, it is not our opinion that matters. It is not for us to judge. If you don't respect Cheaters, don't cheat on anyone. You know, it's really important that you remind yourself if you are rebuilding the relationship that it is your relationship. What anybody else thinks of it has nothing to do with them, okay? And it's really important that you can focus on that. And if you're listening to this and you know somebody who has been cheated on or, you know, is cheating on someone, keep your judgments to yourself. Unless they're asked, unless people are asking for your judgments. And I don't think anybody walks around saying, can you please give me your judgment on that? Also, that once a cheater, always a cheater, stuff like that, sentences and maybe things like that that you've heard, remind yourself that, that that's not reality. 
you know, your life is your life, your relationship is your relationship and whatever's going to happen is going to happen based on what you both want or what you want and what they want. So try not to get caught up in other people's judgments. If you do want to share what's going on in your life, there is no pressure to share that though. If you don't want to talk to anybody about it in your friendship circle or your family, there is no pressure. If you don't want to talk to anybody about it, that is your decision. But it is important to remember that if you do talk to people about it, which you have the right to do, it's your life and your relationship, that if they judge you, not to worry about it. Don't get caught up in it. That's about them and it's not about you. So really, really, really remember that. Step nine, understand you're not alone. You are not alone. More affairs happen than you probably realize. It's just that nobody talks about it out of fear of judgment. But affairs happen because also we haven't been taught how to have proper relationships. We haven't been taught what long-term love is. We've only been taught about lust. And you can thank Hollywood for that. And that's the idea and concept of romantic love. And that isn't what love is. So affairs happen because we're not really educated when it comes to relationships and how to make them work. And nobody really talks about the ups and downs of relationships in a really healthy way, which is why obviously people on Instagram follow relationship coaches and stuff like myself to get actual transparent information. So you've got to understand you're not alone. Loads of people out there have had affairs and that's just life. Um, Also, if you have been the person who has been cheated on, you are also not alone. There is support out there and um, you can get through it. But just remind yourself that you are absolutely not alone at all. Um, Step 10, and this one is hard, it's when you let go. And letting go means you let go of the past and you're ready to embrace the future. You're ready to embrace the future together and see what happens. You're ready to jump off the ledge and be in a brand new um, relationship dynamic because obviously you in through those stages, you end up recreating a relationship. Sorry, not recreating. You end up creating a brand new relationship. And obviously, yes, you would have dated before and you maybe you're married and things like that. But when you have a relationship um, go through an affair, if the couple does rebuild, then that really does come down to them creating a brand new relationship and a, and a new relationship dynamic. So they're my steps. Like I said, this is a podcast. It's not to be used as a way to go through an affair and get it on the, get you know, come out on the other side. This is not to be used as a substitute to going to a counsellor, to a relationship therapist, to a psychologist or a coach. And like I have said, and I've continually reiterated that, there is absolutely no judgment coming from me on this side. And it's super important that you also aren't engaging in that judgment If you are going through an affair, I am sorry that that has happened to you. (coughs) Sorry. I am sorry that that has happened to you, but I want you to know that there is support out there. And if you do want to rebuild your relationship, there is absolutely no shame in that. I really, really want to emphasize that it can be quite easy for people to be in a relationship where an affair occurs and feel shame and to feel that they um, shouldn't rebuild because they're scared and worried about other people's perceptions and I just really want you to know that at the end of the day your relationship is your relationship should you want to rebuild it fantastic should you not want to rebuild it also fantastic whatever you want to do is the right decision what's important though is that you remember that there is no judgments and people who judge don't worry about them you don't need to focus on that um until uh next time I reckon I'll leave it here and I will speak to you soon bye 
If you like what you heard, I'd love for you to leave me a review. If you want to come follow me on socials, Instagram at MeganLuscombe underscore, Twitter, MeganLuscombe, Facebook, Megan.LuscombeAustralia. 